Welcome to Planet Surgery, a medical podcast by Baxter Advanced Surgery Team. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast series of Baxter, insights into the world of surgeons, surgery and perioperative practitioners across Europe. My name is Iris Kaleinhase and I'm the medical science liaison from Advanced Surgery Beneluxat Baxter. Today I have the pleasure to interview Dr. James von Bastela. At Baxter, our vision is to be a global, innovative leader in the operating room, providing solutions that improve patients' outcomes and enhances lives. Baxter's podcast program is a new way for you to learn from colleagues across the world. In this episode, we like to welcome Dr. James von Bastler, who is a general surgeon working at the Zerderland Hospital in Zetter, the Netherlands, since 2012. Dr. von Bastler has a particular interest in minimal invasive surgical techniques, in oncological surgery, and adhesions and seroma prevention. Today, he will share his personal experience using hemostatic patches and tureidectomy. Welcome, Dr. James von Bastela, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to share your insights with us. Thank you very much, Iris, and I'd like to thank you once again for extending the invitation so we can exchange ideas and discuss a few interesting topics within thyroid surgery. Dr. van Basteler, what is your experience with the different techniques in thyroidectomy, minimal invasive and standard techniques? Um, so my team and I both perform the open and endoscopic techniques for thyroid and parathyroid surgery. One of my colleagues and I went to Dr. Anuang in Bangkok for an observership in minimally invasive thyroid surgery. As I perform a lot of laparoscopic surgery, it was relatively easy to pick up. It must be mentioned, though, that performing the transoral endoscopic thyroidectomy can be very challenging, as you are confined to a very limited space. In my hospital, we have strict criteria and indications for using the minimally invasive technique. If a thyroid nodule is larger than three centimeters, I would strongly advise colleagues to perform open surgery as extraction of the specimen becomes very difficult. Another important issue is proper placement of your endoscopic ports as to avoid mental nerve damage. In the minimally invasive technique, I use conventional laparoscopic instruments with a sealing device to control hemorrhaging in the limited space. In conventional surgery, I try to limit blood loss to a minimum as this reduces your view of the surgical field and puts patients at risk of developing post-operative hemorrhaging. Thank you. And what does that mean for the patient? Is minimal invasive thyroidectomy a benefit for the patient? Well, I think it's important to emphasize that both techniques for conventional thyroid surgery and minimally invasive surgery are state-of-the-art procedures. When patients are eligible to undergo both procedures, it's important to discuss potential advantages but also potential setbacks for both procedures. Uh, there is limited scientific evidence suggesting that eliminating cervical incisions improves certain comorbidities, such as central neck discomfort, cosmesis, 
and even quality of life as patients are not confronted with the cervical scarring on a daily basis. A minimally invasive thyroidectomy is suited for patients that are highly motivated to avoid an anterior cervical scar. So during your operations, what do you consider the needs and challenges in thyroidectomy? So when it comes to surgery, I like to quote Benjamin Franklin. Those who fail to prepare, prepare to fail. And proper preparation prevents poor performance. And that is explicitly true in thyroid surgery. For that reason, I've standardized my procedures. I always use intraoperative nerve monitoring, even though many studies have shown that intraoperative nerve managing has limited effects on recurrent laryngeal nerve injury when compared to visual identification. I find the nerve monitor of benefit when performing bilateral thyroidectomies and thyroidectomy for cancer. As I am so accustomed to using the nerve monitor, it makes it a lot easier to use when you really do require it. I always use bipolar forceps as this gives the surgeon superior hemostatic control as you are able to grasp and coagulate the selected tissue. I consider this to be of utmost importance when dissecting the recurrent laryngeal nerve in order to prevent nerve injuries which can either be temporary or permanent. I also use an advanced sealing energy device to achieve the highest level of hemostasis. Adequate identification and preservation of vital structures in the neck, such as the nerves and parathyroids, is only possible if the intraoperative field of vision is not obstructed by ongoing bleeding. Adequate control of hemorrhage is also important to assure safe and fast recovery for our patients, as they do not receive any drains in the post-operative period. So, nerve damage prevention is an important concern to you? Dr. van Basteler, do you see hemostatic patches as a solution in preventing nerve injury? So, preventing recurrent laryngeal nerve injury is a very important aspect of thyroid surgery. And my honest opinion is that it reflects on the quality of thyroid surgery. Permanent damage to the nerve has be avoided at all costs. To avoid this, there are several methods, as I discussed earlier. And if bipolar instruments fail due to proximity of the bleed to the nerve, hemostatic patches can be an excellent solution to solve the problem. Do you favor any kind of hemostatic patches? So I tend to use oxidized regenerated cellulose patches as an adjunct in surgery when there are small capillary bleeds. And I want to stress when the bleeding is limited to a minimum. When bleeding is more difficult to stop with conventional techniques, I tend to use a collagen patch. I always find the effect of collagen patches impressive. Very rarely do they not give me the desired hemostatic effect, and this always gives me peace of mind during skin closure. To summarize, Dr. van Bastela, what is your perspective for the future in thyroid surgery? So I think, as I mentioned before, preventing nerve injury is vital in thyroid surgery. And in order to achieve this, limiting blood loss and the highest form of hemostasis is required. Always prepare and make sure you have several options to control bleeding. I'm a firm believer in bipolar sealing devices and the application of hemostatic patches when necessary. So thank you very much, Dr. van Basteler, for this valuable interview and for sharing your visions with us. And to the audience, please contact us for any feedback or questions. And if you want to be our next speaker, by clicking on the 
contact us button on this webpage. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget to come back in two weeks to listen to our next episode.